Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Rocco Carrero. How are you, Rocco? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Excellent. 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 Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So why don't you introduce yourself and what you do? I, I understand, but I want the audience to hear from your own words, please. Sure, sure. I'm a, uh, <clears throat> I'm a comprehensive uh, wealth advisor, and I specialize in working with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. Um, that's my core business. Uh, a few years back, I decided to write a book called The Three Chords Approach to Life and Wealth Management for Business Owners. And it kind of is a book as I, you know, that I created based upon working with these, this group for 25 years and, and really figuring out from them um, what, uh, what true wealth is, right? It's not just dollars and cents. There's, there's other pieces that tie into it. And that's what the three chords is about. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, cool. You know, I find that when we're going after wealth, right, when we're trying to build wealth, it seems that some other areas of our, of our life start to lack, uh, for example, relationships, family, uh, health, and that kind of stuff. So what are your uh, views on that? Yeah, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> you know, in looking at this for 25 years and working with these hard-charging business owners, you know, many of them, um, many of them had challenges in dealing with um, the, the three, these three different aspects, right? So they might have been highly successful financially, but they might have had trouble with their own physical health, or they had um, lots of problems with, um, with their families. And, um, and they, you know, and they, and if you, and, and they, that was the, that was the, that was the idea behind it. So, and then what ended up by happening was, yeah, they accumulated all this money, but they ended up by giving it a lot back in other ways as a result of not really focusing on the other two, the other two components. So, um, and that's, you know, so, you know, real wealth is really all three. It's not just one. Um, it's not two, it's, it's all three. So that's yeah. what we're, I guess we're going to talk about today. Cool. And what do you think, what kind of role a, a, a mindset will have on all three parts? Um, what type of, a, what, what role does it play in all three yeah, parts? Yeah, like well, uh, mindset, it, like how it, can, um, the role? Is, is the, what is the importance of mindset for all three of these parts? Yeah, the mindset really is you can't do all three at once. I think that's the that's the that's the 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 common misconception that you could spin three plates on one finger at once, and it's got to be kind of broken out into um, time blocks, right? Where um, if you're trying to do all three of those different chords at once, you're really not going to get anywhere. So when you're working, you got to be able to concentrate and focus on your work. Um, when you're not working and you're focusing on your family, you got to try to try to focus the, the time on your family 
And then if you're doing your own personal hobbies, activities, and focusing on yourself and your own personal development, you got to do that separate as well. So it's three different things. All three things can't be done at the same time. And, um, and that's kind of the methodology behind it. Mm. But there is an importance of having a, a proper mindset for, for all three, right? It's critical, right? It, it's not one, right? We all know the person that just focuses on the one. And the one, you know, the first thing you're thinking is, oh, yeah, it's the person that's just focused on their their business. But that's not the case. Sometimes you have people that are just focused on themselves, right? They're, they're in the gym all the time. They neglect their business and they neglect their family. Or you get the person that is really terrific family person and they put their, their business falls apart because they don't put any energy into their business or themselves. So as you can see, the, you know, all three are really important, right? So if you're doing really great with your family, but you're having financial problems as a result of neglecting your business, that creates a problem as well. Or if you're doing a great job of focusing on, on your business and your family, but yet you're not really taking care of yourself at all, at some point you're going to, you're going to implode, right? You're going to overheat and you're going to implode. So that's kind of the methodology behind it. And the, you know, the, the book does take a look at um, the basics of financial planning. So it goes through the six most important areas of a person's financial life. So that's the core of the book. And then it weaves in the three chords approach, which is self business and family. So I found it to be uh, people have found it to be a, a useful tool to help them with trying to get things organized. Mm. Yeah. The reason why I was asking about the mindset Rocco is because at the end of the day, when they're working on any one of these parts individually, for example, it's, it's the fire that is beneath them. That's pushing them to do things, which is their mindset, their perception of things. Um, if they're working very well on the relationship side of things, their mindset is is quite uh, set at a specific place where they're providing that energy towards it, where the mindset might be weaker on on the other two. But fundamentally speaking, what drives that human being? Would you not agree? Is mindset? It it is having the it's it is the mindset, right? It's it, what what is um what is your mindset? And I think your mindset tends to then we kind of trickle into your values. And I think people's values, you start with your values, right? And people's mindset comes as a result of understanding one's values. So your values come first. And then if you're, you know, whether, whether you, whether people know what their values are or not, they live by them. And it's usually like five. And so after those values are clear, then their mindsets are developed as a result of, of, of this, these internal values, whether people know what the, those values are or not, that makes any mm. sense. Yeah, no, very good. And uh, you have some uh, impressive numbers here. I see that you have, you're managing over 750 million of assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. That's incredible. Yeah, managing, um, um, yeah, and so we, you know, we, we work with 
We work with people that uh, went to work every day and accumulated wealth. These are We don't work with lottery winners or people that inherited all this money or they tripped upon it. These are people that went to work every day for 30 and 40 years and they, and they amassed these fortunes. That's, that's, the, uh, that's who we work with. So I guess it's over the years that you have uh, gained these uh, clients because you've been doing this for, for a few years now, right? Yeah, I've been doing this for 25 years. And, uh, and so I've got a lot of experience in the industry. I mean, some of the business owners that we're working with today that have amassed lots of dollars kind of started out with a pickup truck and a, and a shovel. And then they, you know, they built these big, uh, these big companies. So, and that those are the those are my favorite people to work with, which are the self-made uh, entrepreneurs who yes. basically just you know who made it happen. These are not you know these are not you know people that you know somehow or another tripped upon it. In fact, in fact, you know my favorite group to work with is the first generation uh, millionaires. I mean, when the wealth transfers to the second generation. It is uh, for me, you know, it's not as much fun in working with the families after the wealth transfer the second generation because it's a different conversation mm. than the first generation. Um, but um, I love helping everybody. But I could, you know, if I had to choose, uh, I, I love working with the people that are that are going out there and and you know putting their their stake in the ground and making things happen on their own. That's awesome. Their energy level and their determination and everything is different, right? It is like it's it's complete opposites, right? So one group is focused on wealth accumulation and doing all kinds of things and growing. The next generation, mm-hmm. then, kind of the conversation turns towards spending the resources, you know, yeah. buying things, and it's just a different it's just a different way to do financial planning. Um, and so there are advisors that are out there that specialize in working with inheritors. Um, and I just met one and, uh, and that's, you know, and it's like, wow, that's not the grouping that, uh, that I enjoy working with most. It's, I enjoy working with wealth creators, but, um, yeah, the conversations are very different. So, I mean, we all, we mm-hmm. all know people that have accumulated wealth on their own. And we, we also know people that it just landed on their lap. So mm-hmm. they, they got the lucky lottery ticket or something. Yes, for sure. And for wealth accumulation, I know there's many ways, right, to, to grow wealth or increase wealth. What do you feel the top three in today's day people should focus on to create wealth? You know, I, uh, I know this, the, the first thing is, is, uh, that a person should do is really kind of develop a written financial plan. So if you don't have a financial plan, um, a person should create one. So that's the first thing they should do. So, you know, what, what needs to be required in the financial plan is taking a look at the current picture, assets, liabilities, income, and expenses. The second piece is where do you want to go, right? So if a person wants to accumulate a million dollars, okay, that's so they have to define that. And then the next piece that has to be defined is what do they need to do, what's required in order to go from zero to a million. And so that ties in with the financial plan. So that's one on the on your question sheet. Number two is 
it's wealth is usually accumulated not in one shot or one idea. It's systematic saving over time. So whether it's saving weekly, monthly, quarterly, um, mm-hmm. it's it's through all different types of economic environments. Like right now, this is a bad market environment, right? Some people <laughs> might be saying to themselves, "Why am I putting money into the market? The markets are going down." That's that is uh, that's the typical investor's thought process. And when the markets get back to all time highs, then they say, "Well, I'll start that start again." It's systematic savings in good environments, bad environments, flat environments over time. That's how you build a good base. Um, That's how that's how you accumulate real wealth. Um, There's nothing wrong with taking a shot if somebody wants to speculate with some of their dollars, right? Nothing wrong with doing that. But um, but the core of their assets should be in high quality businesses that have a long term track record of growing revenues over time. Hmm. What is your view on real estate investment? Almost the same type of a concept, right? So people, if somebody is looking to be a real estate investor, um, they, they look to buy real estate in different types of real estate environments. So, um, not just look to buy real estate when the environment looks really great. So, you know, somebody could set a goal. Real estate moves different than the equity markets. It kind of moves in cycles, like almost like blobs, moves in, moves out. And usual real estate cycles are typically um, somewhere between, I've seen, you know, three to seven years. And so looking at purchasing in all kinds of different cycles, right? Um, and when people aren't really looking to buy real estate is when you should be looking to buy real estate. And there's really two components to it. There's real estate speculation, right? Buying and flipping houses. And then there's people that focus on rentals. Um, me personally, uh, for our real estate holdings, I like to buy properties and hold them and um, not sell them. And then, you know, if, if we're not using them, then tr- try to maximize the amount of rent that we can get from them. Mm. So say if there was a client that approached you guys and your, yourself yeah. and they had a million dollars, for example, a liquid, and they said, you know what, help me grow this. What steps would you take? Obviously, you know, the situations are different, but high level, what would you do with a client like that? So a client comes in and says, I have a million dollars and they want to grow, they want to grow that money. So it, it depends on where that money came from. So let's say that they sold a, a property. Yeah. And, uh, yes. that and so my suggestion would be that, that they try to, like, they put some of the money into the overall markets. Um, and, and then they ease in the rest of the money over the course of anywhere between six to 12 months or maybe 18 months, depending on their mm-hmm. level of risk. So 500,000 going into a diversified mix of investments and the other 500,000 kind of easing it in weekly over the next, you know, tw- uh, over the next 52 weeks or so, 26 to 52 weeks, uh, to take advantage of market volatility. And so, um, that would be the, that would be the recommendation. So I mean, if a person said, Oh, I'm looking for income, right. The, the portfolio would look different. The portfolio would have more income tools on there that produce income for investors. If somebody says, I really don't need income. I'm really more focused on growth. Um, and term. then the portfolio leans more towards equities and growth. Mm-hmm. And if they were looking for income, then 
And if they're looking for income, it would own more, uh, it would own more investment vehicles, uh, that, that produce income. And so okay. you know, real estate is definitely a, a, a income producing investment. I don't think that people should have all of their money in, uh, in real estate. I don't think people should have all their money in any, you know, one particular asset class. I think that, I think it's, if, if somebody, if, you know, I think the perfect picture, in my opinion, again, this is just my opinion, is that somebody owns underlying equity in real estate, underlying equities in uh, publicly traded companies, and underlying equity in private, uh, private companies as well. If you could own equity in those three different spaces, uh, I think people are doing pretty, uh, pretty good. Mm. You guys don't manage real estate, right? We don't manage real estate. We, we manage uh, securities that are traded on the major exchanges. So um, mm. I know, it's, you know there are some people out there that they have property management companies and stuff, but mm. we, we help our clients with the process of accumulation of real estate. We analyze it, but we're not, we're not okay. property managers and we're not, you know, we're not real yeah, estate brokers, but, but we do help clients with, with buying properties, selling properties. We, we help with that. Sure. Okay. That's good. The analyzing <laughs> is very important, right? So, so important. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, it's controversial, but what do you think about Bitcoin? You know, I, I think, I, you know, I'm not an expert on the, on the crypto case. Um, and I just know that, you know, certain investments that weren't here five and 10 years ago are probably not going to be here in five and 10 years from now. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if I had, this is just my guess. I mean, I, I think that Bitcoin probably will make it. Um, and uh, I just don't know, you know, what will actually happen to it. Um, will it go up? Will it stay at these levels? You know, I, you know, it's, it's, um, I was listening to Warren Buffett um, at his annual shareholder meeting and somebody had asked him what he thought of Bitcoin. And his response was great. He said, you know, for all of the farmland in, in the world, I, you know, I'd write you for 1% of the farmland in the world, I'll give you a check for 25 billion, 1% of all the rental properties, write you a check for 25 billion, 1% of all the Bitcoin uh, in the world, he goes, I wouldn't write you a check for $25. And the person said, well, why not? He said, well, you know, I, I'd have to be what? really able to be able to be able to tell you that, that you're going to be able to, he'd be able to sell it. So, um, you know, so I, you know, I, I don't, I, I just, you know, when you look at, when you look at uh, Bitcoin, so the thought of Bitcoin is based upon the scarcity, right? Because there's only a million mm -hmm. Bitcoins, right? Yeah. And there's only a million of them, right? So, you know, why don't we come up with, um, you know, um, our own coin, you and I, right? And we're only going to issue a million of them. And uh, these are going to be really great coins, right? You could, you know, other places may decide to accept them at some point. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm the wrong person to ask about it. Um, I'm, a, I'm an optimistic person, and I hope that everybody that owns Bitcoins makes a, a lot of money. But it's just not, not something that uh, I fully comprehend in terms of, like, if you own a stock and the company increases their earnings over time, you could understand why the equity valuation would grow. Mm -hmm. But people paying 20, 30, 40, 60,000 for a Bitcoin based upon there only being a million of them um, is a very creative idea. Um, 
I mean, I, geez, I, I wish I would have, I would have owned the Bitcoins, you know, when they were like in the pennies. I mean, but yeah, I, and I, somebody had, somebody had mentioned to me, we had a technology person that came to our office one time and he asked me, he goes, you, do you know what Bitcoin is? I said, no, I have no idea. He was buying Bitcoin and, um, and he's made a fortune as a result of it. Amazing. And, um, I wish I would have paid more attention, but I, I just didn't, I still don't understand it, but I mm-hmm. wish I could comment more on it, but I just, I'm not an expert no, in that no, space. No. And- it's fine. It was just, uh, uh, something that came to mind to ask. Um, are you comfortable with sharing your biggest win um, yourself or for your client? Sure. Um, I would say that um, for my, I can give you both, right? The biggest win for myself has been the um, learning at a fairly young age that, uh, that I need to work really hard on myself and develop as an individual in order to get to mm. where I want to go. That nobody was going to get get no one was going to put get there for me but myself. And that I needed to do yeah. the required activities in order to do it. You know, going to higher education, all these other things, reading books, and and um, so I, the, the biggest one for myself was was definitely that was investing in myself. Even when I really didn't have much in money, if there was a class that was offered. And I thought it could help me and it was $500, I'd pay it. Uh, and if I came out with a couple ideas of it and I did that over and over, I've been doing that now probably for 30 years. Um, it's that's the compound effect of that has been tremendous. Mm. And the biggest, uh, biggest yeah. win that I would say for the clients that we work with is that, you know, we've helped clients really um, structure plans where there might not have been a plan to help them create clarity, um, increase their confidence and give them direction. And we've done that multiple times with clients where they came in with no clarity, low confidence, and no direction. Mm. And so we've, we've been able to really help them align with the right professionals in order to create their own plan when they didn't have a plan. So that, that's a really great yeah. feeling and a, and a big win for the people that we yeah, serve. Yeah, it's great. You know, uh, personal development and mindset stuff is like it's most critical component of anything that we do in life. And spending that time on self is is super important and then when we do that we start seeing things differently and we start um working with opportunities differently right we we notice opportunities differently so that perception perception changes and i'm glad that that you went through Uh, my question is do you still to this day you mentioned like do you still work with people on yourself or is this something on the back end now because you have a good foundation you're just going forward i do i um i have um i work with coaches and i work with people that help me with um, personal development uh behind me you can probably see i'm a a student of, of reading books it's probably you know one of my most favorite things to do I, it still gets me excited, and I, you know, and I, if you really think about well, why does it get you excited, <clears throat> because it's it's the ticket for opportunity, right? You got a ticket to go see a show. These books and co- working with good coaches is the golden yes. ticket to get you yes. to where you want to go. There's nobody's going to hand you the, the golden ticket; just doesn't appear. They don't just, yeah. you know, you're not going to find a ticket under your chair. The ticket is working with coaches. The ticket is comes from the books, and when you pick something up. That's your ticket for advancement. Yeah, that's the first time I heard it 
that way. I mean, we all know people, right, that are that are that are waiting for for, for somebody else to hand them the ticket for achievement, and it's not sustainable achievement if somebody hands you a ticket. You've got to you've got to create the ticket on your own through your own development. That is, you know, and mm-hmm. that is, you know, that is, um, you know, they've there's a, there's, you know, I've heard this said before. If you take all of the financial resources in the world and you pile them up in one big pile, right, and uh, and you divide them equally amongst everybody on the planet, they said within five years, the same people that had the the financial resources, the money before, would end up with them again. So it's, mm. um, it's yes. you know. It's that's you know to to prepare yourself for all these different curveballs in life. So if they took away, not that I'm, I hope that it happens to me, but if if for some reason I lost you know, all all of our financial resources, I you know I while there's no guarantee that I could recreate it, I, I feel that I'm prepared and that the resources are out there in the form of books, and you could you could learn how to try to get back on top again. So really important yeah. to be prepared for that. Um, look, at, you know, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Anybody that says they don't make mistakes and they have a hundred percent perfect track record is, is lying to you. So you got to be able to, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to, you, you gotta make mistakes. You gotta try different things, you know, all, all of those different, all those different components. Yes. No, so true. Rocco has been so exciting talking to you about this stuff. Um, definitely, you have done a lot in the last uh, years and, and, and you're serving people, you're helping people grow and become wealthy, which is super important. And um, I appreciate you for coming on the show. And um, yeah, audience, you, you know, me. no problem. My pleasure. And audience, thank you so much for joining us again. Love you guys. I love all the, 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 the reviews and the messages and, and the engagement. Continue, grow more, share these episodes, share this message. Rocco has done it. You can do it. No problem. You got to work on the internal world first, create that foundation. And then you start seeing things differently and start taking the, that action, the necessary action that you need. You need that fuel. You need that fire. And it comes with knowledge and the knowledge starts deteriorating the ego so you can start actually growing in this world and um, i really um, appreciate you guys and continue um to to visit us on this show Uh, if you remember please if it's youtube subscribe and also rocco's information is all in the show notes get in touch with him get his book Definitely reading is key, you know, like you guys know, I'm always reading and that's super important. You can see behind Rocco, look at all those books. You got to read. So pick up his book, get in touch with him, check out his website. And um, thank you so much. And thank you so much, Rocco. Thank you for having me. Hope to see you again soon. My pleasure.